All right, everybody. Welcome to welcome to Hot Throw. This is a show about candle making and growing your candle making business. And uh, I'm your host, Alex. I've been doing this podcast for a little bit, and I also have a co-host, uh, Christina. She won't be joining me in this one, but she will be in uh, some of the future videos. We're we're actually, and I said video. Yep, you heard right. We're actually switching this up a little bit. We're going to be offering the podcast in both a video and audio format. Um, that way, uh, we can share cool stuff like slides, information. We can show you examples of what in the heck we're even talking about. Um, and we think it'll be a, a better way to be more engaged with our videos and, and hear from you in what you want to learn about. So let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about the fastest way to kill your business. And I'll give you a little hint. It has something to do with marketing. Um, before we get all the way in, before we dive in, I wanted to uh, offer you a free gift. If you're a beginner candle maker and you are looking for some sort of thing to get started, we created this awesome hot throw beginner checklist of all the things that you're going to need as a beginner. And like, it is, it's like a perfect, it's like a really nice shopping list of like the things that you will need to get the beginner checklist. Visit hotthrow.com forward slash beginner dash checklist to download it today. What will kill your business so fast? It's not even funny. Doing what large companies do for marketing. One of the reasons why this is a horrible idea is that large companies have, there's two, there's actually two reasons. One is that large companies have different priorities. They start out by like, pleasing a board of directors, appeasing shareholders, there's superior biases that you have to overcome, there's a whole bunch of bullcrap bureaucracy uh, in between that, and the very bottom is making a profit. Well, when you're a small business, your freaking priority should be and only be making a profit. That's all we care about, we just wanna make a profit. <laughs> so there's a huge difference there. Not only that, but large companies have a very different marketing budget. And large companies also use their marketing budget in a different way. And we'll, we'll get into that. Um, but first, let's, let's talk a little bit about what marketing is. Let's say I create this post. This is from my candle business called Jack Finch Co. Say I create this post and it says, our, our new candles are available on our website and then a link to our site. Maybe I included an image, maybe I didn't. This is called advertising. This is not marketing, this is advertising. And what that means is we're advertising that, hey, we have something to sell, sure. On this post, you can also see there's like a little boost button or a little boost slider button, if you wanna call it that, a little toggle. If you turn on the toggle and boost the post, that is called a promotion. You're promoting your product or your post so that it's going to be seen by more than just the people in your feed. By turning that on, it's going to show it to more people and get more people hopefully engaged in that post. Then let's say for whatever reason, I made an awesome post. It Maybe I had some funny meme picture on there 
Maybe it's something that people really resonate resonate with. But let's say I get like a thousand likes on that sucker. That is publicity. Let's say Elon Musk says, oh my gosh, these are amazing candles. You should buy them. That is called public relations. Also not marketing. Then let's say they click the link. Great. They got to my website. On my website, I have what the people are buying. I, ha I have my product. I have an ex explanation of the product, the details. I kind of have some, some sales copy or words to help them like decide which candles are the right ones for them. I have what they smell like, etc. That is sales. Explaining like all of the features and benefits, etc. That is sales. That is not marketing. So if you took the entire thing from creation of post to purchase of item, if you planned the entire thing, that entire journey, that is what marketing is. Marketing is the strategy you use for getting your target market to know you, like you, and trust you. Let's talk a little bit about strategy versus tactics. Now, tactics, we all we all suffer from something called shiny object syndrome. Whether, whether you believe it or not, we all do this. It, maybe it's not with this specific topic, but like, come on, squirrel, right? Like everybody gets that reference. People get so caught up with the tactics and the hot marketing tactics that they never figure out the big picture. So we're talking about tactics are, are things like SEO, videos, podcasts, pay-per-click advertising, posts on TikTok, posts on Instagram. Like all of those things are tactics you use inside of your marketing strategy. They're part of your marketing, but they're not marketing. So understanding the difference between strategy and tactics is going to be very key to your marketing success. So you might say, okay, but like I have an awesome product. My candles are better than anybody else's. <laughs> like, let's be honest. We all think that, right? <laughs> so if I build my awesome product, people are going to come. I'm going to freaking have all of my shelves stocked. I'm ready. My website's ready. All my inventory is up to, up to date. Well, here's the thing. If you build it, they will come. That makes for a great movie plot, but like that'll never freaking happen. They won't come. Okay. A good product isn't enough, especially when you're in a small business. A good product or service is a customer retention tool. Meaning once they buy, like you, in order for them to like your product, they have to purchase it at the end, like the, to, to experience the full product, they've had to have already made a purchase. So that's customer retention. When we talk about marketing, we're talking about customer acquisition. This is before they even know who you are. This is before, I mean, you're nobody to them, right? So we need to think about customer acquisition in this situation. So that's great. If big companies use their marketing dollars for brand recognition, and let's talk about that. Brand recognition, big companies have like whole, so many marketing dollars. Like, for example, like let's say you take your favorite soda company and you know they run a Super Bowl ad, awesome, great, whatever. Um, 
their entire job is to make sure that their brand is top of mind when you go to make a purchasing decision. Meaning if I'm, if I'm at a gas station, pulling in, getting gas, oh, I'm thirsty, I'm gonna walk in, am I gonna purchase a Diet Coke or am I gonna purchase a, a, a Diet Pepsi? You know, like their job is to make sure that the last ad that I saw is the one that they want me to purchase, right? So they use their money for brand recognition and they have a lot of money for that. That's great. But what the heck do small businesses use their marketing dollars on? Well, we don't have as many as the other ones. And so we have to be really intentional with what we're spending our marketing dollars on. Small businesses should be spending their marketing dollars on direct response marketing. Okay, that sounds really buzzworthy. Like, what what the frick does that mean, Alex? Like, come on, give me more here. Well, direct response marketing is designed to evoke an immediate response and compel prospects to take some specific action, such as joining your email list, placing an order, etc. There's seven key elements of direct response marketing, and we'll kind of go through all of these. Um, we'll, we'll unpack them, but the first thing is that it's going to be, it must be trackable, it must be measurable, it must be compelling, it should target a specific audience or niche, it makes a specific offer, it demands a response, and number seven, it includes a follow-up. So let's, let's kind of unpack these a little bit. The first one is that it, it must be trackable. You, as a business owner, you, like we all take on so much more when, you, when you're a small business owner, you become the marketing department, you become the technology department, even when you don't wanna be. You become, you become, you know, customer service. So these are the things that are gonna be important for you to understand. Your ads have to be trackable. You don't have a marketing department to say, hey, go track these ads. You have to know this crap. <laughs> so you must know exactly which ad and media someone came from. Okay. Second one, your ad must be measurable. Well, if you're tracking that ad, you know how many sales you've received from each ad, from each one. You can measure exactly how effective each ad is because you're tracking. That is why there is step one, tracking. Step two, measuring. Number three, your ad must be compelling. You must use compelling headlines and sales copy. Using professional boring copy is the quickest way to lose a prospect or customer. Like, don't give me the 10% ads or 20% ads, those do not compel me as a customer. That, that does not ignite emotion in me to go spend my money on your product. It can't, it has to be beyond that. So on top of that, you have to target a specific audience or niche. If you think your target audience or niche is everyone, you're doing it wrong, okay? You will fail. <laughs> you need laser-like focus on a narrow, target market your this is number five your ad must make a specific offer we talked about this on number three 
your ad should make a specific offer. It's not 10%, it's not 20% off all your products. Those suck, those are boring. It's like buy one, get one free. It's like 50% off, it's 60% off. Or maybe it's, hey, you get a free something in this offer with this ad. You have to make it emotional, right? It demands a response. This is number six. It demands a response. Your ad should also have a call to action that compels the prospect to do something specific. It also includes a means of response and capturing that response. So for example, if you want to have them sign up for an email list, then you're gonna need a way for them to type in their email somewhere. That's the means of response. And then you're gonna need that email to be captured and saved somewhere like a Google Sheet. That's the capturing of the response. This is extremely important. And why I'm saying this is extremely important, an email list is your single most important thing to growing, selling, making money. It should be a core part of your business. And we'll get into that in another episode. And then finally, number seven, it includes a follow-up. Your entire ad should include a follow-up process. Maybe it's asking for a review after they've made the purchase. Maybe it's providing them a candle care guide. It should include a follow-up. I, I like to automate everything in my business as much as humanly possible because I'm only one person, right? Like if I can make technology work for me, then let's do it, please. <laughs> I, I, I can spend my time on more important things and like taking care of customer service. But an example of this would be, okay, you've purchased my product, your candles delivered, and now I want to continue to provide value to you. This is a really good way. One, I can go ask for a review from you, but two, I can also send you a digital download of my candle care guide. Here's how to take care of my exact candles. And this will make the candle last longer. It'll make it smell better. These things are important. But when you think of a follow-up, you should be thinking of value add first. So we broke those down. Now we need some action items. What the heck? What are my next steps? First, first action item, stop thinking like large companies. So many small businesses do this and it will be the end of your small business if you are doing it this way. You are not Bath & Body Works. <laughs> you are not Yankee, Yankee Candle. Stop thinking like them and stop doing your marketing like them. Second action item, avoid shiny object syndrome. Just because somebody went and posted on the Facebook groups and said, oh my gosh, I posted one candle video and it went viral and now I have like a thousand followers or 10,000 followers. Like that's great. But here's the thing with that. TikTok can be like deleted tomorrow. Like you're not in control of how TikTok manages its money as a private company. They could disappear tomorrow and all that work you did with your videos on TikTok is gone. So think about these things. Avoid shiny object syndrome and plan. Plan some things out. Next action step. Write down one thing you can improve with your marketing strategy today that you've learned from this video. And leave it in the comments. If you're on YouTube, leave it in the comments. If you're on 
podcast, leave us a comment or a review with your comment on there. And then fourth, clearly identify your niche. If you think it's everyone, you are wrong and you have, like you are going to fail. Identify your niche and narrow it down. Okay, so you've listened to this whole episode. I want to thank you so much for listening today. If you're a beginner candle maker and you're wanting to get started, you have no idea where to start, please make sure to go check out our free gift. It's our free gift to you. We freaking, we made this to help you out. You can download our beginner checklist at hotthrow.com forward slash beginner dash checklist. Until next time, stay lit.